Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and I am here to help you think a little bit differently about nutrition, about your body, about your mind, the way that you move through the world. And honestly, I feel so lucky that I get to hang out with you every week because I have been getting some incredible feedback from the podcast and hearing from some people that are like, hey, I listen, I love it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. So if you're listening to the podcast and you are enjoying it, please make sure to just go into Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you are and just leave a rating. Hopefully it's a good rating. I'm hoping it's a good rating. And the reason being is that that helps other people find the podcast. Another amazing way to help other people find the podcast is to share it directly with them, send them the link, um, send them the podcast name. That would be so incredibly lovely of you if you did it. And if at any point you're listening to the podcast and you're like, I would really like to work with Jillian, you will be able to find in the podcast show notes, all of those details. You can also go to my website at www.bitesize.com. Dot es, and you can find all the details there. And I would be very happy to hop on a call with you and chat with you a little bit about what coaching could look like. But let's hop into this podcast for the day. I've been really into doing client questions, as you probably have noticed. And I got a question that I just could not wait to answer. So excited about this one. And a client asked me, what are your thoughts on the body neutrality movement? And I absolutely adore this question because as you probably know from listening to me, maybe this is your first time listening. I have no idea. I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of thoughts on stuff. And so I did a little bit of digging, not too much digging. I did a little bit of digging into body neutrality and body positivity to understand a little bit of the background behind it. And Then I'm going to talk a little bit about some actionable tips that you can do to start moving towards body neutrality for yourself. So I'm going to do my best to keep this under 20 minutes, um, just because I don't have a ton of time today. I don't know if you have all day to listen to body neutrality opinions, but here we go. So this podcast could be one sentence long because short answer is I I love it. I, my, if my thoughts on the body neutrality movement, I love it. It's awesome. I think it is an incredible movement. But let's look a little bit at why, because I want you, if you are unfamiliar with the body neutrality movement, or if you are simply new to understanding, you know, body positivity, body acceptance, all of these different things, I want to be able to present this to you in a way that helps you draw your own conclusion. So part of the reason there is a body neutrality movement comes from the body positivity movement. And so when we look at what the roots of the body positivity movement are. You may have seen things on social media. You may have seen things on magazine covers talking about love your body, just body positivity, love the skin you're in, all bodies are beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. And this really has its roots in the fat acceptance movement, which was a movement started originally in the 1960s, where there was essentially a movement to accept all types of bodies. And the goal was to end discrimination based on body weight. And what we know now as the current body body positivity movement has sort of been co-opted by social media, by the media in general, because if you kind of take a second to observe what happens in media and in life, there still is, unfortunately, a lot of weight stigma. There still is sort of this assumption that 
bodies are quote unquote better or more socially accepted or should be, you know, or more beautiful when they look like the typical, the, no, I don't want to use the typical, when they look like the quote unquote norm. We also need to recognize that the cultural norm for beauty is different based on different cultures. And so I'm speaking about this from my perspective as someone that is part of a westernized culture. Um, I was born and raised in the United States. I have family in England. So you can say it's I'm born and raised in a pretty Western culture. And what we see now when it comes to body positivity is it's often associated with larger bodies or bodies that don't fit that sort of typical cultural norm. And then when we do see individuals on social media, you know, being quote unquote body positive when they are in sort of like a cultural, like a culturally normative body, you know, someone that's tall, skinny, blonde, whatever that is, is it, it comes off as a little bit false. Whereas the real, the real goal and the real root of body positivity in my eyes should be about really, I don't want to say glorifying, but really appreciating and seeing positivity towards any body size and any type of body and body, different body abilities. You know, I, as I understand it, the true intention of the body positivity movement is to embrace all types of body shapes, abilities, colors, ages. And in theory, it's a really lovely sentiment, but I have a couple issues or a couple bones to pick with the body positivity movement. And that is, so I'm, I kind of, I have four main ones that are kind of, that for me feel pretty disingenuous and don't feel super authentic. And that's why I don't necessarily prescribe or sub, sorry, not prescribe, subscribe to the body positivity movement. And that is, you know, body positivity promotes loving your body and feeling positive about it, but loving your body and feeling positive about your body are not the same thing. You can love your body and also not feel positive about it all the time. I think this is, you know, we, we've had a lot of toxic positivity through the pandemic. You're like, oh, you know, just be fine. When there's been a lot of stress and a lot of crazy stuff happening over the last couple of years. And I kind of see this as, you know, feeling positive about your body all the time, kind of as the same sort of toxic positivity, but aimed towards the way we look. Another issue I have with body positivity is it's been co-opted by the media and you see ads for body positivity, even used in ads for weight loss or quote unquote health focused companies. And that I think is problematic because if a weight loss company is promoted, like love your body, promoting love your body, it's essentially saying love your body, but not the body you're in right now, because that body needs to be smaller. And that just doesn't sit well with me. Another issue I have is that the statement, everybody is beautiful, which has been, you know, in theory, it sounds awesome. Like everybody is beautiful, but it's still putting a ton of emphasis on appearance. And the thing is, is that a body, yes, a body is something to, that we look at, that we live in, that we see. However, your body is not on display for others. Or at least I, I hope that that is not what your body, the only purpose that your body serves. And then my kind of my last big issue with it is we have been indoctrinated with the idea that our bodies are not okay. Literally from the, the moment we were conscious of us having a body. I mean, I've worked with clients that have been dieting from as young as like six or seven years old. And so trying to jump from 
years and years and years of self-loathing to body positivity just feels really inauthentic and it's completely unrealistic. And honestly, it can lead to feelings of shame, this feeling of I'm supposed to love my body because body positivity, but I don't love my body. So what's wrong with me? Why can't I just embrace body positivity? And that's because it's a really far jump from I have spent most of my life not liking my body, not feeling good about my body, not enjoying the way that I look. And all of a sudden you're telling me I need to be positive about it. And that just really, I don't see that as being realistic. I think it can be a great goal to have if that is your, if you choose to have that as a goal, but let's move on. No more complaining. Let's move on to why I love the body acceptance and body neutrality movement. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some actionable tips that you can do to start working towards body acceptance or body neutrality, and maybe even at some point, a little bit of positivity there. You never know. And so I really love body acceptance and body neutrality because it's a shift away from appearance as being the focal point. It is a shift away from my body is beautiful to just my body is functional. My body does things, not my body is here for you to look at. And I think that that's a really, really important thing for us to remember, especially, I mean, I want to say as women, but I think that really anyone, because I know that men have dealt with this as well, that, you know, I think that often the body, body image movement really focuses a lot on women, but this is not only a female problem by any means. And one thing that has been really helpful for me in shifting towards my own body acceptance, body neutrality is simply reminding yourself of the fact that your body is the least interesting thing about you. And if it's not, if your body is like the most interesting thing about you, then that's not an opportunity to fix your body. That's an opportunity to invest your energy into learning things or doing new hobbies or picking up skills or being a, a more interesting human if your body is the most interesting thing about you. And, and for me personally, I felt for a long time that my body was the most interesting thing about me because it was the thing that people talked about the most, the thing that people noticed the most. And that is a really tenuous place to be because it means that if my body changes, I'm not interesting anymore. And so I think with the body neutrality movement, what I see is that there's intention to place self-worth on the actual like internal self, not the external vessel that carries the self. And part of body acceptance, body neutrality is accepting the ebbs and flows of what bodies look like over the course of time. Because what my body looks like when I'm about to start my period is not the same as what my body looks like if I've been training every single day, and, you know, not eating ice cream for two weeks. Like my body doesn't look the same, but it's not better in one form or another. It just is. And I think that one of the really impactful parts for me about body acceptance and body neutrality, and I don't know if everyone is in agreement with this, but this is my podcast. So I get to say whatever the hell I want, is that I believe that you can practice body acceptance and body neutrality and still choose to have goals to change your body simply because you prefer how it looks or how it feels when your body is a little different. But I also want to be really clear that I think it's really hard to get to that place. And so I think sometimes we can, you know, we can say, well, I accept my body, how it looks right now. I would accept it more if it looked X, Y, Z. And that's not 
true body neutrality or body acceptance, because it's still a little bit contingent on what it looks like. And so if you're struggling with this right now, if you're kind of trying to figure out where this sits for you it, and, and fat loss is a goal and you are trying to change your body or not even fat loss, if any body change is a goal of yours, any appearance change, I would say it might be helpful for you to go back and listen to the episode on if fat loss is the right goal for you. Cause there's some questions in there that can help you dig into, Hey, like, is this the right choice for me? And I think that can be really helpful. So we've gotten to my favorite part of any episode, darling. And that is actionable tips. How do we start doing this stuff? How do we start doing this stuff? And this is, I get, I actually, oh, client, you know who you are listening to this episode. And I'm so glad that you asked me about this because this is, this has been so much work that I've done with myself and had the opportunity to work with clients on. And it's just, oh, it's good work. It's good work. It's hard work. It's hard, real hard. Anyway, so some ways that we can start practicing body acceptance and neutrality. These are not in any particular order. I just made a few notes of things that I think are really helpful and tried to not get myself to do like a list of 30 things. But here are, I think there's five or six, but we'll see. So the first one, I and this was incredibly helpful for me when I got started, was starting to check my body checking behaviors. And this means that if you're weighing yourself a ton, you find yourself in front of the mirror, pinching your body fat, you spend lots of time in front of the mirror, picking yourself apart, or maybe you notice that you are intentionally avoiding mirrors. You're dressing, you know, you're dressing yourself and and trying to hide certain body, body parts. Start checking that stuff. Start bringing that to your conscious awareness of when you're doing it. I think often we're not even aware of how often we do these things. And something that can be really helpful is if you're not ready to fully let go of it yet, um, you know, I think, for example, let's say every morning you wake up and you stand in front of the mirror and you pick yourself apart or you pinch your belly or whatever that is. Try just pushing that back in time. Like instead of doing it every morning, see if like, okay, cool, I can do it at midday. See if you can just push it back a little bit. And that in itself can reduce the amount of times a day that you do these things. And you may notice that you feel less triggered to do it just simply by participating in it less because it can often be just a habit. Uh, another one that you, I mean, you know, I talk all the time about mindful eating and how helpful it is for getting to know your body and feeling better about your relationship with food. But I think being, I have it in quotes, being in your body and practicing other forms of mindfulness are really helpful with starting to become a little bit more accepting and neutral of your body. And I think both, both sides of the spectrum, movement and stillness are both really helpful for this. So for example, one of the ways that I like to be in my body is noticing what it feels like to walk or appreciating the sounds when I'm out on a walk or feeling the feeling of my breath going in and out of my body. Personally, stillness is not my strong point, but one thing that I do often and I recommend to clients a lot is a body scan. And this for me is a really great way. You know, I start in my toes and I work my way up. There's lots of different options. Um, I will try to link one that I often share with clients in the show notes that I think can be helpful. And I want to encourage you to stop thinking of mindfulness as something that has to take a bunch of time. Mindfulness is something that you can do in a matter of seconds. It doesn't need to be 20 minutes of meditation. And so I have three more actionable tips here. And 
One of them is to start intentionally focusing on body functionality. And this is a big part of body acceptance and body neutrality because your body is doing some absolutely incredible things that we don't think about very often. And when you start to think about these, for me, it's mind blowing. When I start thinking about the fact that like, oh my gosh, my body is pumping my blood. My body houses all of my organs. I wish you could see my face right now. I'm looking at myself in the Zoom and it's just my face is... It's a funny face. Um, you know, my, my body is pumping my blood and housing my organs. That for me was so powerful to realize, oh my gosh, I am down on my body because like, I look a little puffy today, but it is pumping blood. I think other ways that can be really helpful if you are like, okay, Jillian, that's a little weird is you can start thinking about as you're moving through your day, you can simply be like, Hey, I'm really grateful for my body to walk. Like walking is this really complex thing or my body allowed me to hear music that I really like and start to focus on things that aren't related to how you look and how that relates back to the function of your body. That sentence didn't make sense, but I think you understood what I mean, what I meant. And the last two here, one is is checking your thoughts and comments towards others. You may not realize that often the way that you think about other people or the things that you internally criticize about other people are the things that might be sort of uncomfortable points for yourself. And something that can be helpful is to replace a critical thought with a compliment in your own head. You don't need to say these out loud if you don't want to. One thing that can be really helpful though is if you notice that you tend to give body compliments or like, oh my gosh, you've lost weight or wow, you look really great today. Instead of doing that, start intentionally complimenting on non-body related things. So you might see someone and be like, oh my gosh, your energy is so fantastic. Or you're such an awesome listener. We're even just telling someone, I really miss spending time with you. Those are all incredible things that make people feel really good that have nothing to do with what they look like. And I had a client tell me this thing, this was years ago. He, he was like, my mom told me once not to comment on anyone's body, unless it's some, something that they can change in five seconds or less. And I thought that that was an awesome piece of advice. So it's like, if someone has something in their teeth, like, yeah, but if you don't like their teeth, like shut up. Right. And the last thing is intentional self-care. This is a really big part of it. And and this is about showing your body that you care for it. Some self-care ideas are really practical. And this is, you know, in my coaching, I work with clients to make these into habits, not things that they only do when they have time or that things that take a lot of effort, but making these things into habits, like feeding yourself and drinking enough water, but other ways of showing your body, you care about it is moving your body in a way that you enjoy. And that can be dancing. If you love to dance, swimming, if you love to swim, walking, if you enjoy walking, masturbation is a freaking awesome way of showing your body that you care for it. And if you are cringing because I said masturbation on my podcast, you should probably be masturbating more, my friend. I'm going to tell you that right now. And if you invest in a vibrator or if you'd like to send me a message, I will recommend one that I like or not. I mean, you can find tons of recommendations online, but just throwing that out there. And Wearing comfortable clothes is another amazing self-care thing. I cannot tell you how much better I just felt about life from going from wearing jeans that were a little too tight to jeans that gave me room to move and be myself. 
And I'm actually going to link below in the show notes um, for you to sign up for my newsletter. Because in my newsletter, if you sign up for that, I'm going to share a self-care ideas cheat sheet that has different self-care ideas kind of broken up into, I think it's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so this is going to like get the juices flowing of, hey, these are some self-care ideas that can be really helpful for me to improve my body acceptance and body neutrality. And so I would love, love, love your feedback on this episode. This was a really fun one for me to record. And I feel like, I feel like these episodes with the questions kind of let me, like, maybe I like bring out my weirdness a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a weird mood. I have no idea. And I want to, before we sign off for today, I want you to hang out with me for just a second. So I want to share a little piece of feedback from a client because I think this is very, very relevant to the topic that we discussed today. And so in my client feedback, I asked them the question, Are there were there any big aha moments or realizations that you'd like to share from our coaching process? Don't worry. I've asked all my clients if I can share this stuff. And I'm not going to tell you who this is. But this is what she wrote. And I think that this is really, really incredible. And she said, my big aha moment was realizing that I am in control of my own thoughts. I had had a lot of negative thoughts and shame about myself. And you taught me that I can control those thoughts by noticing them and then distancing myself from them. Some days might be influenced by factors like bad sleep. You have to notice this and relativize any bad, any negative thoughts that might come up because of this. Your body can't change from one day to another. I had some days where I felt great about my body on Sunday and horrible on Tuesday. Not that much had changed, just my thoughts and mindset. That was a big aha moment for me. I try to focus on this during these thoughts. My body is just a body. So with that, my friend, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope that you have a lovely day wherever you are. Oh, and don't forget, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, make sure that you subscribe, hit follow, because I really appreciate that. And hopefully you write me and let me know what you thought of this. And maybe you have a question, maybe answer your question on the next podcast. Bye.